Well, come on, kids. Let's uh, warm ourselves by this glowing dumpster fire. And let's come up with Uncle Andy and listen to some Mariah Carey Christmas songs because it's time for the hillbilly and the hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and I'm joined, as always, with Uncle Andy. Andy Crow right. down there in the Commonwealth. Uncle Andy, that's that's new, but I like it. It's got a it's got a weird ring to it. I know. We just sound like a bunch of degenerates now. My uh my wife's niece, which I guess is my niece, um, she calls me Uncle Andy, but she talks to me like once every quarter because I'm the scary uncle. I could see that. <laughs> I'm not. I just have a low threshold for for the bull stuff. The uh bovine fecality. Yep, that that about sums it up. Sandy, what's uh, going on? I'm watching uh, you know, on the on the I don't see you, I just see strobe lights going off on some kind of uh tree like thing that's up way too early. So Full disclosure, if not for football, uh, our tree would have been up probably before Halloween. Uh, and again, I'm all for it. Uh, but uh, thanks to Turner's ability to play football and getting picked to be on the all-star team, um, that had to be be pushed back. So we, we put when to put it up, I don't know, maybe Sunday? What is today? Yeah, Sunday. Uh, and then we plug it in because we're cool and have the pre-lit tree. Um, but the pre-light, the pre-lit lights, I guess, only last a year. So, um, thanks, Biden. We, yeah, thanks, Joe Biden. So we went to find our other strand of lights because we had to do it last year. We had to put two strands on, um, but we could only find one strand of lights. So. Um, I was like, well, I'll go to Menards on Monday and get some lights. Oh, man, I miss Menards. Oh, dude, Menards Christmas section. Like, if I left to my own device, like, I could have gotten divorced Monday because Dr. Wife could have come home and I'd have spent, like, $5,000 on inflatables. Um, (laughs) I'd have bought 15 Christmas trees and a new smoker. Um, But that's either here or there. So I go and I was like, oh, this box of lights. Because Dr. Wife sent me very specific instructions. Two boxes of lights. And the cable or the cord, whatever you want to call it, has to be green. So I call her and I was like, hey, uh, it's a white box. So it's not the kind of box you told me to get. But it's got 100 LED lights. uh, And it's 30, like, I don't know, 30... 34 feet long. I was like, do you, do you want me to get two of those? That seems excessive. And she said, no, no, one will work. I didn't. I looked to make sure it wasn't net lighting. That's all I looked for. Uh, and I get them and we wrap it around the tree and we're all excited and we plug it in. Um, and I had three seizures, <laughs> but it, it, they're in indoor outdoor lights. I guess they're meant to hang around your, uh, pillars if you will uh and they like every fourth light strobes so it's supposed to be like the glistening light hitting the snow or like an icicle um but now 
now it, my tree is just a giant Christmas tree disco ball. And uh, let's be honest, I'm here for that. That's because it's too early. It's not. It is. Look, I may not take it down. I may just change the decorations. We we'll have a new we'll have a Christmas and New Year's tree, uh, and we, we still have another tree. It's called our U and I tree uh, because all it's everything on it is purple and gold. And instead of a tree, normal tree topper, we have our University of Northern Iowa foam finger as a tree topper. And you know our classy tree sits in the the living room, right? Is that the classy um, tree I'm looking at? Yeah, this is the classy tree you're looking at. Our our normal tree, but the U and I tree that is like all sports, all college related, uh, that sits in our front window <laughs> for our neighbors gotcha. to see. It makes no sense on why we did it that way. But uh, there were a few. I found a Dwight inflatable at Menards from the office where he's dressed as an elf. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it didn't have a price tag on it. So it's I thought free. that's what I said. Um, but when I said it, I forgot that I was not talking in my own head. Um, and I said it out loud and I was by myself. And the lady that was working in that department did not find that nearly as funny as I did. Uh, and the Menards here is real quick. If they think you're thieving, they're going to send your picture to OPD pretty quick. And the last thing I need is for them to think I'm trying to steal a big thing of Dwight and my picture end up, you know, in OPD's hands for them to walk across the street into probation and parole and be like, hey, Officer Crow, did you happen to steal an inflatable? It was a joke, dude. I need two sets of handcuffs. I'm a big guy. Well, there is no Christmas decorations up in my house. and um, I'm sorry you don't love Jesus. I love America and Jesus, and not necessarily in that order, which is why I will be bu- buying a real Christmas tree after Thanksgiving. Real trees scare me. Um, and, and so when I was a kid, we had a real tree two years in a row uh, when we lived with my mom's ex-boyfriend for, for a short time. And he, he always had real trees and I always was told like they catch fire easier. And he was like, Oh, there. And he was, he was older and he was like, Oh, this is, that, that's just crap. They don't, they don't catch fire any easier than, than a fake tree. I swear. Yeah. You're just a city boy. And I was like, well, I've, I've never been called that, but okay. I have. <laughs> so we go and it's like the Griswolds, you know, like we trudge through the snow through the oil field that this dude worked in, we find a tree and he, instead of a chainsaw, like he brought a chainsaw and an ax. And instead of a chainsaw, he uses the ax to cut it down. And he's like, here, son, you want to, you want to take a smack at it? And I said, please don't ever call me your son again. I don't play that game. Anyway, long story short, we get this tree. We finally drag it to the four wheeler and ride it back up to the house. And we put it in there. And then like three or four days later, this house didn't have central air or heat. We had a wood burning stove. So you were destined to catch fire. Yeah. If you let me finish, (laughs) um, Maybe we accidentally set that tree up too close to the wood-burning stove. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. And maybe it caught fire. 
So and, and a fake tree with a stove caught fire if it's too close to the stove. But you also have to water the real trees. If you don't keep watering them, they dry out. Yeah. So I've I haven't done a real tree since I was a kid. Doctor wife's family uh, used to own a tree farm. Oh, um, that's like a half a Hallmark movie written already, right? You know, if only I went and met her at that tree farm. If only your family had the rival tree farm. <laughs> that was putting her family's tree farm out of business. There's there's your Hallmark Christmas movie. Did you not know that about Dr. Wife? I did not know that. Yeah, man. Like, um, we have a, I don't know, like a cutting board that we never use. It's just purely decorative made out of wood from the tree farm. Oh, I did not know that. Did you no, know that's... that I, I want to write a Hallmark Christmas movie and I have like seven treatments ready to go? I just haven't written one. I will act in your Hallmark movie. I, I'm, not, I'm just going to write it and sell it to them because the format's pretty easy. I think rival Christmas tree farms. It's always about rival Christmas tree farms. Big city girl comes back to the small town and grandma's cookie shop. It's closing down and she's got to make that one recipe that only grandma did to win everything. And, you know, and then it's the big executive who's from cookie company who's going to take the who's closing grandma's cookie store down um, and they fall in love. It's all it's all some weird variation of Romeo and Juliet with Christmas tree farms and Prince. I prefer I prefer the SNL skit where it's, you know, big city girl comes home to small town to see your grandma and falls for the local meth dealer. Those are, I think that's, that's way more classy. Well, I think that seems to be more realistic where you and I both lived. That's for sure. That, that is, uh, that is the Hallmark Hope Christmas is what that is. Well, Andy, speaking of classy, let's have a we, classy Christmas. And one way, if you want to get somebody that you love a unique gift, and I think, you know, you're, you're Bumble and Blunder really created blacksmith apparel. So I'm really going to push that St. Gaugana Armory, Armory makes vehicle knives. If you want to get yourself a vehicle knife for Christmas or a wonderful <laughs> bottle opener, if you hear Keith, we need vehicle knives. But St. Gaugana Armory is the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith merchandise. And yes, you heard it here. You can get blacksmith apparel for Christmas. Shout they, out blacksmith apparel. They use traditional techniques to create unique and stunning pieces. Each one embedded with the spirit of St. Galgano himself. And each item is a work of art crafted with care and attention to detail. And St. Galgano Armory believes that quality and authenticity are paramount. That's why they use only the finest materials and take pride in their commitment to traditional craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but they're also functional. <coughs> I used my bottle opener last night. St. Galgano Armory has you covered and this Christmas, that I couldn't say that again. For this Christmas, you want something unique. You want something that nobody else is going to have. St. Galgano Armory has you covered. A portion of all sales goes to uh, a, a nonprofit within the community. And so why, why just settle for the same old generic mass-produced items when you can own something hand-forged and unique and help to end human trafficking? And Andy, Saturday was Veterans Day, and this is a veteran-owned company. So Definitely a veteran mineral country. Yes, yes. So yes. I want you to visit their website at sankagonoarmory.etsy.com. Uh, visit that today to browse their selection of handcrafted blacksmith merchandise and apparel. 
and hopefully, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, vehicle knives, because I need another one. So, well, here, here's the deal. Breaking news. We didn't discuss this. I didn't discuss it with Keith. Um, but this is what we're going to do, because it's the holiday season, right? It's the season to be thankful and to give. And so we're go- I've got a couple bottle openers. Let's give them away. All right. Let's give them away. I've got at least one, maybe two that I don't personally use that I, I have on hand for gifts and whatnot. So let's let's give them away. So uh, here here's the deal, folks. On on the Twitter, Gmail, whatever you want to do, and we're on, the, we're on the Instagram, and on the Instagram, have, and we posted. Um, I think we have. right we I have. have. I got to get that information so I can post too. Same Maybe. The, I don't know. Same as the Twitter. It's cute that you think that I just don't have that saved in my phone. Like I know it. <laughs> Lord. But uh, uh, let us know your favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas tradition. Hashtag uh, dumpster fire. But let us know your favorite tradition. So yeah, you can reach out to us on, on Twitter or Instagram. They're both at HillHipsterPod. You can email us, HillHipsterPod at gmail.com. Um, on the socials, you can use hashtag DumpsterFire. What is your favorite holiday tradition? And uh, you'll get one of these handcrafted St. Gagano Armory bottle openers. And we'll throw in a premier hillbilly and hillbilly and the hipster t-shirt english is hard for me tonight english is hard so yeah uh we'll we'll pick a couple different uh traditions that either uh coincide with what we do or that we think are just good um and we'll we'll hit you up and we'll we'll get that stuff shipped to you um so so don't forget it's sankaganoarmory.etsy.com you can reach out to them on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Saint Gagano, and they uh, Saint Gagano Armor is also on Instagram, and it is Saint. It is at Saint underscore Gagano underscore Armory, and Gagano is spelled G A L G A N O. So get your blacksmith merchandise, apparel, and soon to come handmade vehicle knives. And I did, I did get a text from Keith. Maybe it was a text. Maybe he told me in person. It's been a few days, folks, but uh, he is getting Andy-sized shirts. So uh, I, too soon, will be the proud owner of some blacksmith apparel. It's it's just come full circle. It really has. Like, <laughs> what my started dream as a blunder <laughs> became a dream, and now it's a reality. Somehow I think this is all your master plan to get t-shirts. Yeah, see, I come across as this lovable idiot, but I'm really an evil genius. You're diabolical. I'm just trying to get t-shirts because if it's not a polo shirt that I wear to work, I probably don't have it. I think I think the only t-shirt that I wear on a regular basis is, is our t-shirts. Um, and then occasionally I'll wear a Braves t-shirt or uh, like today I have, I'm rocking the Mosaic t-shirt that has a pair of jeans on the back of it. Um, with a smart looking face, and it's because I won the Smarty Pants Award Ooh. when I ran HR for them. like a Dundee, <clears throat> yeah. And really, I don't even think I won the award, I think I went to lunch and dr- a taco dripped down my shirt, and I didn't want to look like a fat slob. 
So I went and took a shirt. I realized today I look like a lumberjack. You do. You definitely have lumberjack vibes. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, Andy, I was uh, reading some. I was looking through the news this week, and I came across this story. That Elon Musk's chimp chip implant, <laughs> not a chimp implant. They're not implants. Are, are we implanting monkeys? What are we doing? <laughs> Elon Musk's chip implant company. Like, how many companies does this dude have? So his chip implant company, Neuralink, is looking for its first volunteer who is willing to have a piece of their skull removed so that a robot surgeon, only a robot surgeon, a robot surgeon can insert. Not even. Thin wires. So this robot surgeon is going to insert thin wires and electrodes into their brain. And the ideal candidate will be a quadriplegic under the age of 40 who will also for for a a procedure that involves implanting a chip which has 1,000 electrodes into their brain. So, Andy, you want to so, sign up to get a, a robot to drill a hole in your skull, remove part of your skull, and put a chip in it? So I have I have many questions. The first of which, like, the robot's not going to do it itself. It's going to have somebody controlling it, I would assume, right? What? Where did these people get their medical degree? Where did the robot get its medical degree? Are we talking, like, randomislandinthecaribbeanuniversity.com? I don't I don't have I don't I don't have that information. Um, it does say that after a surgeon, so an actual surgeon is gonna remove a part of the skull, a seven foot tall robot, of course, it has to be giant. It's like Terminator. It? Is, I, it's I, Optimus Prime. I, Optimus Prime certain. is gonna walk in. No, Terminator was prophecy. I'm pretty certain Sky, <laughs> Skylink is real. But a seven foot tall robot called R1. Equipped with cameras, sensors, and a needle will push 64 threads into the brain while doing its best to avoid blood vessels. So, at least it's going to do its best, but what is, is R1, R2-D2's cousin? Well, I think it's it's probably, well, since he was R2, R1, well, there were R4s in the Star Wars. So, if you'd seen Star Wars, you'd known that there were R4 droids as well. I got um, nothing. But the task is assigned to robots since human surgeons would likely not be able to weave the threads into the brain with the precision required to avoid damaging vital tissue. And a seven-foot robot? Could you... That would scare the bejesus out of me. You just just lay in there and they put the anesthesia mask on you with the laughing gas, and they're like, go ahead and start counting backwards from 100. Oh, like, no. I just thought you never saw Star Wars, but in Empire Strikes Back, when Luke gets his hand cut off, and spoiler alert, it's been like 45 years, so don't cry. Don't <laughs> don't spoil it. What if I'm going to watch it? It's been 40 years. If you what if I was going to watch it? Show, you're not going to watch it, just to be I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the same reason you won't listen to Frank Sinatra Christmas songs that I told you to a year ago, because you're just, you're contrary, Andy. Forget Uncle Andy, you're contrary, Andy. Andy, Andy, quite contrary. That's what you... It's <laughs> another big word that I don't know what it means. Um, but no, like, you're sitting there and they put the mask and you're like, 199. And then all of a sudden you hear, wee, pff, wee, pff. 
and you look over right before your eyes close and this gigantic monster robots like Whoa. and then you're just out in, in empire when luke got his hand cut off there it was a robot doctor that gave him a robot hand and i don't know if it was seven feet tall but it seemed bigger than he was Granted, I haven't really seen it for quite a while. So maybe as a kid, I thought it was a seven foot robot. But yeah. And it says that haven't, the- haven't seen it in 40 years. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, that movie's older than I am. I don't know if it's 40. Well, it's probably 80. Yeah, 82 or 83. So it's 40 years old. Yeah. Um, like I said, that, that movie's older than I am. The interface would enable computer functions to be performed using only thoughts via a think-and-click mechanism. So So it's like a Stephen Hawking controlling your legs? What? And R1 has already performed hundreds of experimental surgeries on pigs, sheep, and monkeys. Where's PETA? Where is PETA? Well, you know, Elon Musk is going to get us to Mars, right? And we're all going to be driving those crappy cars, the $78,000 cars that he sells that always seem to be breaking down every time I read these blogs about some of these Teslas are like the equivalent of a, an early 90s Hyundai. It's, we're, we're living the movie Wally. <laughs> we're fast. But I just think, what could go wrong with this? And, and I think like you're, you're, you're preying on a vulnerable people. If you're looking for, if you're looking for quadriplegics under the age of forty, so you want them to be, you know, of a younger age, so probably that they can last a, a you know, a few years. Um, you know, you don't want somebody who's eighty-five and might, you know, kick the bucket tomorrow. Um, but what could go wrong with this? So, I'm gonna say this, and this might get us canceled. Okay. Ooh, better you than me. So I'm going to preface this. This is like the, you crack a joke and you're like, no, no, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Um, my dad was a, was a paraplegic. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, but I'm thinking if you're a quadriplegic, you don't really feel anything anyway. Like what's it going to mess up? So I don't know. Like I, I got now, taught. I, I got taught I, how to play drums by a quadriplegic who was a who was a really talented drummer before he had a diving accident, and he had, through enough work, had gotten some of his arm movement back and used to. So I, I still play pretty fu- funny the way I hold the sticks because when he taught me, he um, basically he could move his wrist more than his hands, and he would velcro. They somebody had created these velcro straps that you could velcro around his wrist and and attached the sticks to him and he would play and he taught me how to play oh nice yeah no so my uh first time i met my dad i didn't meet him until i was 30 and uh i walked into the living room it was just me and him and then one of his friends that were there that was getting ready to leave and uh knocked on the door i said hey i'm andy i'm looking for ira and i walk in and he goes my god you're a big boy and then I was taken aback and didn't know what to say. And without thinking, I was like, well, why don't you stand up and say that to my face? Um, and we were friends after that. It was fine. But no, I just, I think that as a society, we're never okay. Like we're always striving for perfection. 
And I think we're always trying, like, we have this innate ability to want to be God. And what easier way, you know, at one point it was cloning, right? We're going to clone sheep and embryos and people. And we don't hear much about that anymore. So I don't know what's going on there. But like, we, we got to play God. Well, and then it was and then it was abortions. Well, it goes back uh, to abortions like abortions all like, you know, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was way into eugenics and basically Planned Parenthood. She created her her studies in eugenics was really to eliminate black folks. And so, you know, it, it we're just playing God. We're cloning. We're aborting, you know. We can't settle. Not that we should ever settle. We should always be striving to better ourselves. But there's a difference in, like, I can better myself, right? I can be a better person every day without trying to play God. But I think this is just one more step in the, I am going to make myself this superhuman, this ultimate being that will live forever and that will control what I want to control when in all actuality I am a, a a man who is flawed who will never be remotely close to perfect this side of glory who is not going to live forever and who one day will stand before God and be judged for what I am and I, and I think that we try to avoid that and if we can play God what was it? Walt Disney froze himself so that, you know, when we had the technology, he could bring himself back to life. I mean, I remember, I don't know if that's urban legend or true. I remember hearing that like cryogenics, you know, there's supposedly a few people that are frozen. Um, but I do think that we, you know, we try to eliminate folks that might be, well, I mean, think about abortion now that the fact is that if you have a child who, you know, they they may tell you, well, inside the womb, well, this child's this child's not going to live more than 20 hours. So just get, just abort it when you could still have that that time loving that child while it's in the womb, loving that child when even when it was born, even though you're going to have that grief Um I don't know. I think about Exodus four eleven, right? When the Lord, the Lord said, "Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord?" I mean, if we're, if if God is sovereign, and as believers, and we're supposed to believe, we believe we are to believe God is sovereign over all things, even those who have been, you know, in horrible situations and horrible accidents where they're disabled why can't we just embrace them and show them the love of Christ? And and I've known, you know, like you talked about your dad, I've known people who are paraplegics and quadriplegics. And, and while I'm not saying it's easy and was their preferred way, they had really fruitful lives and still do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that, that Pop wouldn't have wanted to to get up and walk. I think... I think he did. I think he wanted to be able to get on the floor uh, and play with the grandkids. He had uh, uh, my sister had had two kids. I have two. Um, he met one of them. Uh, my other sister, I think she has two. And then my brother, I, 
I think he's got like 37. Um, that's an exaggeration, but maybe not by much. Um, you know, I think he has kids that, that are dang near 20. But, you know, I think he would have wanted to, to get in the floor and play with them. Um, but I think that he made the best with what he had. Like, could he get in the floor and, you know, crawl around with Turner? Absolutely not. But what he could do is Turner could get on a tricycle and then Ira had a mechanical wheelchair, you know, that, you know, the electric one. Um, and so he would race him up the street, which I thought was hilarious. Um, you know, I, you know, where I would give Turner rides on my back, Turner would sit in his lap and they'd go for rides in the chair. Uh, and Turner thought that was just as fun. So, I mean, he made the best of what he had. Uh, again, I'm not saying he was content with sitting in the chair. Um, and there was so many more health complications that came because of the accident that, Oh yeah. That put him in the chair. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't know that he would have been like, you know what? Yeah. Put this chip in my head. And and granted, I didn't know him very long. Uh, cause he passed, um, I don't know, four or five years after we met, but I just, I, I can't see knowing him the way that I did knowing about him when I knew about him even before the chair, I don't know that he would have been like, you know what? Yeah. Let this robot dig around in my brain and shock the crap out of me so I can walk. Well, not just that, like it's, it's implanting a chip. That's going to like, you can control with thoughts, but I just feel like it's going to control your thoughts and control the electronic, the electrical impulses in your brain and your neurosystem. But I, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, the folks that I know who are in wheelchairs, sure. They would love to walk. Um, but, and I'm not saying that if somebody wants to try this and sign up to be one of these test cases, I really hope that they they do it with prayer and really look at the opportunities and discuss it with their family and really take it to the Lord and really and not just a, use it as an informed decision. Right. Cause I, like at some point this seems like snake oil, like oh, you can walk again, meet R1. You know, and I think about like, you know, God can heal. God can do anything. And, and you know, I think in, in John, in John nine, right, the, the disciples ask Jesus, they're like, Rabbi, who sinned with, with the blind man? Who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus told him it wasn't the man that sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. And we have to, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. And then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud. Like, you know, or I even think about Paul's writing in Romans 5 that, you know, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Yeah, and so I just want to I want to piggyback on that for a second. I know I just used my dad uh, as an example. Uh, many of you know my mom had a major stroke just under three months ago, right? Um, and I, I've spent a lot of time, and, and Chad can attest to this, I've spent a lot of time just down because of it. Because um, there's not a lot I can do. And as a person, I'm a fixer. I want to be able to fix it, and I can't do that. 
And so that's really affected me. Um, but I look and wonder, you know, for the longest time, like, why mom? Right. Like, what has she done to make this happen? And then those verses you just read out of John came to me um, because yesterday uh, she came to visit. So for those of you who don't know, uh, mom was also a secretary in my office. Um, she's been on medical leave since the stroke. Um, and then all of a sudden yesterday, unbeknownst to me, um, she was able to pick her, her left leg up off the ground uh, way farther than I have seen her pick it up. Um, and not only that, she could do it because she wanted to, like on command, where she could just be like, look, I'm going to pick my leg up and pick it up. To whereas before, she would have to concentrate so hard just to make it happen. Right. And that's sure there's been physical therapy um, and everything. And like, even today she called me so excited because she was able to walk three different stints anywhere from 12 to 15 feet and then stand up at the, the, the bathroom sink to brush her teeth. She's not doing that. Right, her healing isn't anything she's done. Sure, she's doing the the therapy, yeah, she's putting uh, the work and in. the exercise. She's putting the work in, but if not from the grace of God and and that 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 healing touch from the Holy Spirit, like all the therapy in the world can happen and nothing will happen. Like God is the one doing that. Amen. And and so I think when we again, it goes back to the us trying to play God because we don't understand how to sit and wait and allow God to work and to sit and wait and allow God's will to be done in us and through us so that it might benefit somebody else. Maybe not us, but somebody else, you know, um, we want that instant gratification. I want this. I want it this way. I want it now. So let's do it. There's no waiting anymore. Yeah, it's we just uh, we want that instant gratification and we want to, you know, I think a lot of ways, right? It's like San Francisco this week. Well, we've heard for years, the last few years, all the problems they have and all the people in the street and the drug addicts and, you know, feces and everything. And the streets are clean because the leader of China came and the governor of California basically said, well, you know, when somebody comes over your house, you clean up. And I think that's what we've done with sort of with society. We've, we've basically cleaned up because, you know, you think about the, the fact that you can really, they do all this genetic testing when you're, you know, your baby's in the womb and, and then they decide, well, this doesn't look like it, this could be an issue. And, and it's instantly, well, just get rid of it. And it's not even a, you know, it's, well, this isn't going to be easy. And raising kids isn't easy. But, oh, this kid's going to not be as easy as what a uh, quote-unquote normal kid would be. So, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, and you, you think about, I mean, I, I, I know there's, an, there's a story that went around about uh, two gay men who had a surrogate. And I guess they wanted, I don't remember which gender they wanted. They wanted a, a boy and, and I might be botching this, but they wanted a boy and, and it was a girl. So they forced her to abort it because it wasn't, it wasn't what they had wanted. 
what they had paid for. That's what we've come to. It's, it's going to be, you know, everything's, uh, everything's have it your way. It's Burger King. It's, it's ridiculous is what it is. And I, I giggle so hard because that's what you do. With that. What was it? That's what you do when people come over, you clean up. That's what Gavin Newsom said. Well, that's not what happens in my house. We don't just clean up. We have to make it look like we don't sit <laughs> in my house when company comes over. Chad, when I tell you that Ashley freaked out for days, I remember coming. I remember. No, no, I remember when I was you. I would just went over your house like unannounced. You had me there and she came home and I thought she was going to stab you in the head. I didn't want you to leave that night. I was terrified. <laughs> like, Because our house didn't look like a pristine museum. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I grew up in a cluttered house. It doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. My house isn't. My house isn't dirty. It's just no. lived in. And at that time, you had two little kids. If your house looked like a pristine museum, I would have thought something was strange. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, if you thought the, the first floor was a mess, go to the basement. Good Lord. That's where we just throw stuff when people come over. And, where do I put this? I don't know. Throw it down the stairs. Wee. So obviously, um, it, so n- neither of us are signing up. I mean, I know we, we don't fit the test <laughs> protocol. We're not quadru- quadriplegics under 40. Well, you're under 40. But um, I, I was about to say, I most certainly am under 40. But this I is all other year. This is all the move. This is all like some of the stuff. I, I just I don't know. I mean, I think I think at, at one point we could see something good at this. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I think about like. Eric Legrand, who played for Rutgers and got hit in a game against Army maybe like 10 years ago and, and is in a wheelchair mm-hmm. ever since then. Yeah, like I'm sure it'd be wonderful for him to walk, right? And and get this. But what what do you sacrifice in having a seven foot tall robot basically needlepoint your brain? Um, well, that's the thing. Like at, at what expense are you are you getting this? And who's controlling your brain? Is it it says it's through thought control, but are your thoughts controlling? Or is it some master computer's thoughts that are controlling you? And I think, and I'm not going to pull the whack job, you know, the dude with the sandwich board outside who's telling you the end is nigh. Um, But like, it's the mark of the beast. But these seem very, these are not the mark of the beast. But oh, yeah, that was but, a joke. But we're getting in the arena. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like more and more, like we're getting in the arena of we're tempting it. You know, you got, Palm reading scanners at Whole Foods for Amazon. So you don't have to, you know, it's reading your palm to, to, to pay. Um, it's only going to be a matter of time before it's some other kind of implant because somebody's going to figure out how to like copy your palm. Um, you know, you've got taxpayer funded uterus transplants so that biological men can have babies um, or carry babies. It's just. I want to go back to the old days. Yeah, I, I miss the good old days. The good um, old days of the, the 90s. I want to go back to a time when there was no internet, so I didn't have to know that men were getting uterus transplants. I I'm, I'm, I miss the non-woke days. I miss when pastors were pastors and not hobbyists. I miss when pastors would call out stuff I miss when you could have a conversation with your neighbor and disagree and not hate each other. 
and I miss when a fact was a fact. Well, you know, and we're going to have to call out stuff because at some point as a collective, we're going to have to start saying no to some of this stuff. And I know this is kind of a rabbit trail, but we're going to have to be willing to stand up to say, you know what, we're we're going to stop. You know, and my fear is I, I don't know. I know it's probably not, but this is just all some kind of form of eugenics. You know, now we're going to we can't have disabled people. So let's let's put implants in their heads and this isn't like the the implants that they put with deaf people that so they get the little implant you know behind their ear uh, i can't remember what it's called but then they can hear Co- right th- th- that's amazing right that's you know if you can do that but at the same time if you can't afford it or or you can't get it done there's nothing wrong with a person who can't hear who's hearing impaired they are still having a, they can still have a fruitful life. They can love the Lord. They can serve the Lord. They can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And they can, you know, they will, they will hear that angelic chorus in heaven when they get to heaven crying out, holy, holy, holy. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like I, I have, we, we have to look forward to when we get to heaven and we get our new bodies and our crowns, like I'm not going to have to worry about my knees aching all day. I'm not going to have to worry about, oh, am I going to have a gout flare-up today? I'm not going to have to worry about anything because it's just not going to be there. The only thing I have to worry about is, you know, what song am I going to sing next as I worship the Savior? Amen. And, And much like the song states, man, what a day that will be. Amen. Wendy, I think that's a good word. So I don't know if we conquered this uh, Elon Musk Neuralink thing, but I'm just going to say this. Don't let robots dig in your brain. I got a church member who gets a shot from a robot because it has to go like in this tissue. And that still freaks me out. You know, like I'm just like, I, I don't I don't want robots. I really don't want robots messing with me. I, I don't trust I, my robot vacuum in my house and it's an idiot because it just gets caught underneath the TV stand and gets caught up in cables and then cries and I have to go rescue it. So I really don't trust uh, robots digging in my brain or anything else. I almost talked my uh, self into trying to get one of those uh, humanless yard mowers, lawn mowers, whatever we call them. What kind of satanic nonsense is that? You know, I didn't say I was doing it. It's a robot lawnmower? Yeah, it's essentially a Roomba that cuts your grass. Oh, I've not seen that. You just kind of, you let it go and you set up parameters. Yeah, now you've given a robot blades. At least the vacuum, like, doesn't have that much power. It's like, you know, it's eating my phone charger. It's not going to cut my toes off. Right. (laughs) It's not going to wake out one. Whoa. You're not going to walk outside one night. And it's just going to be like, well, taking you out, fatty. (laughs) (laughs) I sharpened my blade for this one. Uh Oh, man. But it's a good thing we're we're ending there because I had a couple more controversial statements that could get us in trouble. Oh, I got a lot to say. We can we can have bonus time. (laughs) I've got a lot of complaints with you people and you're going to listen to every one of them. Why don't you hold on to those for our Festivus episode? We do need a Festivus episode. We'll, 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 that'll be a 
Maybe that's we'll, a behind. That's a paywall. We'll do some video. We'll do the feats of strength. We'll just both <laughs> pass, we'll just both pass out. Uh, cupcakes. All right, man. Mutton, mutton. Oh, mutton all day, every day. All right, so you can reach us on on Twitter at Hill Hipster Pod, uh, Instagram at Hill Hipster Pod. Email us hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, let us know what your holiday um, traditions, what that's the word I'm looking for, what your holiday, your favorite holiday traditions are. And on the socials, you can use hashtag dumpster fire. Don't forget to check out just the, the wonderful stuff there at St. Gagano Armory, stgaganoarmory.etsy.com, where you can reach them on Twitter at St. Galgano. Um, what's a good word, Andy? Good word is rest. It's important that we get our rest. It's important that we take time to to recharge. And I'm excited because next week that's happening as I go recharge. Oh, that's right. On the beach. You'll be go on the on beach. A, I'm going to go on a dolphin cruise. I'm going to go play in the cold uh, gulf. And I'm going to do my best to embarrass my children. I'll be in the mountains. Both are good. Isolated from the world. Well, Andy, I hope you have a good night. I know you need to get some rest. It's getting late where you are. And so I'm just going to let you know, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus Christ. Get baptized. Love your wife. Lead your family. And if not a Christian nation, whose Whose nation is it? Amen. That's exactly right. That's a good word. We love you guys. Be blessed. Where's the record button to stop it?